Welcome to the Edutainer Podcast, Season 2. My name is Erin Albert, and on this podcast, we explore the fascinating intersection between education and entertainment with a side of healthcare. Give a listen to my next episode on The Edutainer. Hey, everybody, it's Erin Albert. I am back with a new episode and a new special guest. Sean Earl is head of the Pinnacle Pharmacy Group. And on our conversation, our chat today, we talk about various aspects of Sean's business, in addition to his thoughts on being at the intersection of entrepreneurship and pharmacy and where he sees pharmacy heading in the future. I really appreciated the fact that he too grew up in an entrepreneurial family as I did. And we talk a lot about uh, where we both think pharmacy might be heading. Uh, It's what the, uh, I guess the old adage of opportunity is. It's that intersection of uh, excitement, a little bit of trepidation, and a lot of change. So give a listen to my conversation with Sean Earle of the Pinnacle Pharmacy Group. Well, we're here today with Dr. Sean Earle, and Sean is uh, president of the Pinnacle Pharmacy Group. Sean, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Erin. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I'm excited to learn more about you and your business. Uh, I always start with the same question of all my guests on this Edutainer podcast. How did you get to where you are today in your own career? <laughs> uh, that's a long, that'll be a long podcast. No, but uh, um, short version, I would say, you know, I've been really, really blessed to participate in a lot of different ventures uh, in my career. That's really taken me outside of the traditional pharmacist role. And through those different experiences, I've, I've really been able to learn about it myself, things that bring me interest, joys through my work. And this led me to Pinnacle. Um, you know, my background, I'm a pharmacist, and then went through the pharmacy ownership and then into the consulting phase of things. And, you know, that's where we are today. Great. So let's break down Pinnacle Pharmacy Group. I, I don't, don't know much about it. Your colleague, uh, Jason Bailey, connected us for today's podcast. So shout out to Jason. But tell us about Pinnacle Pharmacy Group. Good question. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Jason. It's a good connection for sure. Um, Pinnacle, we do M&A advisory services, um, consulting and talent acquisition on the services side of things. On the solution side, we do, we do the RX marketplace. I think that's how we connected. And then Pinnacle RX. Um, we just are a group of pharmacists really trying to build a collaborative practice to give really valued services to pharmacy owners. Excellent. And you mentioned uh, this, the reason Jason connected us is he had this really cool thing that he was showing as part of your company that sells pharmacy equipment. Can you talk a little bit more about that branch of your business? The marketplace. So, you know, like I said, with what we do at Pinnacle, we do a lot of communicating with pharmacy owners um, on a weekly basis and, and speaking with them. Uh, it just, we kept hearing over and over again, somebody had equipment to buy or they wanted to sell or it was just vice versa all over the place. And we even have some pharmacy owners that, you know, lease storage spaces because they have so much equipment. And uh, I know just one day we decided that it was a good solution to bring to the market. We thought it was a fragmented market. 
And it was something that, you know, could give some value to pharmacy owners. Awesome. Is there a charge for this marketplace or how does it work? Yeah, how it works. So, yeah, so up to today, I mean, you really were just connecting um, maybe with someone in the field of consultant to another buyer that was looking for it. You may have one or two buyers or sellers. And now we're giving the opportunity to try to sell to hundreds. I mean, we get usually about 100 uh, pharmacy owners visiting the site daily. And so it's free to post any equipment. You can do it from your phone or your, your computer. It takes five minutes to post a piece of equipment. Uh, we do take a fee. You get 80%. We take 20%. Um, you post the equipment. We take your address. The buyer, everything gets calculated. Everything gets taken care of on the back end. And, you know, you just ship it out. You print the, print the shipping label and ship it out and, you know, collect your money. Yeah. And just give us an example, maybe snapshot of some type of equipment that you is a hot seller on there, just so our audience understands the type of equipment you have on there. Uh, I mean, hot seller would probably be a, a balance would be something good. A lot of people are looking for hoods. Okay. Things we get questions about on a daily basis. We've sold doses before. Uh, it's not a problem. It's just a little bit different with shipping and making sure none of the warranties um, get voided. Uh, but yeah, those, you know, we kind of sell everything and anything. Cool. Okay. Well, that helps. Thank you for that. So it, I think having you on as a pharmacist and consultant, let's talk about the big picture for pharmacy, where it, you think it's heading in the next 10 years. We're starting and currently undergoing a lot of rapid change. So maybe break down for us where you think pharmacy is heading. Uh, I, I feel pharmacy is it's changing all at once um, from a business financial standpoint to a practice standpoint. Um, it's, it's scary for some and it's exciting for others. I, I do think, I mean, my, my estimation here is the next 10 years will help shape pharmacy for the next hundred. I feel like with how the practice is changing more from a dispensing role to a prescribing type role. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be huge for the profession. That's huge. The business side of things, I mean, there are a lot of pharmacies that are closing and there is a correction of the market and there is something changing with this fee, you know, fee for service. It is going to, towards a value-based model. So we do have a lot of things that are happening all at once. I, do I know exactly where it's going? No, I think that's kind of where it's heading though. Mm -hmm. And I, I do think, you know, people's expectations have changed with advancements in, you know, in information access and technology, where I think the patient experience will continue to evolve, become more transparent, efficient, and effective down their journey, and hopefully improving outcomes. Yeah, so I guess the second part of my question is, what, what's keeping you up at night relative to the profession and, and how your company plays into the space of pharmacy? Well, yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, we do a lot with the M&A advisory piece. So we do help pharmacies um, be bought and sold. We do. We are seeing a lot of pharmacies sell right now, and you know, it's that's what's keeping me up. I think most at night. I'm, you know, I I had I grew up in a family-owned business, so I understand. I kind of feel like I have a little bit of an insight in what these these people are going through because some of them are like, I'm not ready to retire yet what am I going to do next? And, you know, it's a great opportunity for them. It's just scary because it's the unknown. So that's, that's just one thing that's really, uh, you know, kind of keeping me up right now. Yeah. And what, what do you think pharmacy is missing out on right now? 
Uh, missing out. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing on missing out, but you know, the two things that always come to my mind, especially right now is the cannabis and nutraceutical markets. I feel like those are two very large markets, high margins, at least a lot higher than what pharmacy sees that aligns very well with pharmacy. I mean, what, what pharmacy the profession is, what the history of it is. I mean, I know obviously regulations play a big part in that, but I feel like it's kind of doing the public a disservice not having the pharmacist involved in this process, at least in a lot of states. Yeah. What do you think is holding pharmacy back? Uh, regulations inherently hold uh, things back, and obviously PBMs are something we can we can talk endlessly about. Uh, but I try not to, you know, blame others because I just feel like that really gives out gives away our power. So I mean, neither of those two things are going to go away. I mean, I know we all want some things to go away, but they're not going to leave tomorrow. So I, I really think innovation always wins out. Um, we do see pharmacies out there that are, are doing some very successful stuff. Uh, within the regulations, but maybe not within having to deal with the PBMs, you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are we going to do to make the quantum leap? I, I say the answer is, or the answer to your question would probably be, I mean, I think we're the whole ones holding us back. The quicker we, we innovate as a profession, you know, more pharmacists do more things outside the box, I think it's just going to help all of us. Yeah. And so my next question, you kind of alluded to it when you answered the first question, you hinted at it. I think growing up in an entrepreneurial family had probably something to do with this, but why did you start your business? I started this business. um, It's a good question. I always try to ask why or why not all the time. And um, we started this, I guess I started this with the goal and mission, I always start with the goal and mission is to, you know, help the pharmacy owner along their pharmacy ownership journey. You know, we, you know, we focus, like I mentioned on the M&A, the consulting, the talent acquisition piece, the solutions, we want to go more towards the solutions base. That's just where we feel the market's going with solutions and technology. I just wanted to provide those services and solutions to pharmacies, no matter where they were. Um, as Pinnacle started to grow, I also wanted to give, you know, the goal of mine is to give pharmacists jobs. I, I think it's a pretty cool job to work for us. And I think it gives the, them an opportunity to use their skills they've accumulated and um, capitalize on that. Well, talk to us. What does that look like? If, if I worked as a pharmacist at Pinnacle Pharmacy Group, what would that look like? Uh, that kind of depends. We have a few different pharmacists working for us right now. Uh, we kind of have the vision of a law firm, as you would, would understand, type uh, feeling to it. You get to build your own practice within an umbrella. Uh, we have people that focus just on the M&A side of things. We have people that focus on consulting uh, within hospitals, focus in retail, uh, long-term care. We have different niches as business comes in. Um, the town acquisition piece, we help a lot of different types of pharmacies out there get uh, the top talent. So we kind of, you know, we have a button on our website, join the team. We start conversations with everybody. We think um, there's opportunities to be had everywhere. And that's kind of the start of the process. And then it's one of those things you kind of get to build your own practice with having the support staff of Pinnacle, all, all the information you need to be successful. Awesome. Sounds like a little different opportunity. So that's exciting. What, let's back up to the pharmacists and you were talking about change and pharmacies closing and, you know, being acquired. What advice do you have for the pharmacists who are thinking about starting their own businesses, but maybe aren't quite there yet? 
Uh, I would say ask yourself why you're not there yet and just be honest with yourself. I think that's the best thing to just be honest with, you, with yourself because this will give you the answer. Uh, you know, a goal without a plan is a wish. I always like to say that. So what's your goal? What, why are you trying to spend time achieving that goal? I think these are important questions to ask. Uh, just starting a business um, is great, but you also want to, you know, you want it to be exciting and fun. And it's going to take up a lot of your time to enjoy the ride. Yeah, I like that. Do you think you're growing up in an entrepreneurial culture and a family in, influenced you to become a business owner yourself? And then secondarily, when you were going through school, were you thinking about entrepreneurship? Yeah, that's a good question. I've always, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur ever since I was a little kid, you know, growing up in that and seeing my parents have a business. I you know, tried to help out any way I could. Um, it it did drive me. I think pharmacy school didn't get me off track. I just, I did feel like there could have maybe could have been more, you know, maybe some electives around entrepreneurial things. And I'm, I'm trying to be more active within pharmacy school so some students can see the different things out there. But, you know, I think that really drove me wanting to do what I do today um, tremendously. Yeah, cool. I know with ACPE standards and being updated um, in 2016, standard four talks about self-awareness and entrepreneurial behavior and leadership. So I think pharmacy schools are doing um, a better job in getting more of that entrepreneurial thought process in integrated into the curriculum. So Sean, any kind of other advice for pharmacists out there who, especially the retail pharmacists, I think right now who are undergoing a lot of change um, in, in your own personal career development, is it just asking why or why not about whatever type of pharmacy practice you want to go into or what is your best advice there relative to career development overall? Uh, best advice is really taking the time to find what you enjoy doing, what you like to spend your time on, and what you want, how you're going to make a, a living doing that. I think is really important. I mean, a lot of people enjoy a lot of different things, but can't always make a living at it. I think is a good focus for career development and really putting together a plan. Like I mentioned, I think that's really, really important to, you know, have goals and achieve those goals and celebrate those goals. I like that. Do you write annual goals for yourself or? <laughs> I write daily goals. Oh, daily. Even better. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Short term. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> so Sean, where can people connect to you in the best way for you? If they're interested in talking to you and learning more about uh, Pinnacle. Yes. Um, great question. Uh, you can reach us, our phone number, email, and our chat service is found on our website at pinnaclepharmacygroup.com. Excellent. And last question, anything else you wanted to share about pharmacy and entrepreneurship and Pinnacle? Uh, not that I can think of. Any, if it strikes a chord with anyone, hopefully they reach out. Uh, I want to thank you. I think it's awesome that you're having me on. Um, I think you're doing a great service for the profession by getting information out there to others in pharmacy. My pleasure. Always excited to hear about different career corners in pharmacy. And I think the Pinnacle Pharmacy Group is definitely one of those interesting corners. So 
Thank you, Sean, for coming on to the show today and sharing your thoughts on pharmacy and entrepreneurship and where we're headed. It's, it's exciting times, a little scary sometimes, but also exciting. Exactly. Thanks so much, Aaron. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Edutainer Podcast. Couple quick reminders. Number one, the international inaugural Pharmy Awards on continuing medical and pharmacy education. Nomination form is still up. It's in the show notes. Be sure to put in your favorite continuing education from calendar year 2019 and nominate your favorite so we can honor those who educate us. We've actually received a ton of nominations already, and I'm I'm a little concerned that we're going to have to whittle them down in order for final voting. But nonetheless, that's a great problem to have. And thank you so much to all who already submitted your nominations. Also, don't forget, if you're looking to level up your own career development in pharmacy and or healthcare in 2020, be sure to stop by the certifications list for 2020, which is now updated and nearing 300 different professional credentials that you can earn as a healthcare professional. That link too is in show notes. So appreciative of your support of this podcast. And finally, want to give you a little bit of a heads up for March because we're heading into marching into March. And March, as you know, is Women's History Month. And I did a huge mini series last 2019 year on women's history through a pop-up podcast miniseries. And I'm back at it again. This year, we're going to do some very interesting things, not so much on the education side, but maybe more on the entertainment side relative to Women's History Month. So I just wanted to put out the warning that it'll be a little bit different moving into March. I have a few fun tricks up my sleeve. So with that, I hope you tune in. And thank you, as always, for coming back and providing your feedback and your tweets and your information. You can always get me publicly or privately at Twitter, at Aaron L. Albert. Of course, I'm on Instagram, at Aaron Albert. And I'm, of course, on LinkedIn and at AaronAlbert.com. Until next time, take care. <laughs>